It's us, your favorite hosts, Sarah and Caleb. That's us. We're here in your ear holes once again. Yay! Another <laughs> episode so of Othered! <laughs> Sarah Van Cleave, how are yes, you? I'm doing okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, just okay. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing too exciting. Nothing too not exciting. I'm just okay. Mm-hmm. Caleb's looking at me like he doesn't believe me. I'm okay. Good. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Just I'm working away, plugging away. Plugging away. Mm-hmm. I'm happy to be here. It's a different day. I feel like this is the anniversary or close to or probably past um, when you had finished working in the capacity that you were at the um, dental lab. That's so cute that you know that about me. It was like February, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. It was. It was probably like, yeah, this week. So it's, yes, my one year anniversary. It's been a year. Self-employment, bitch. (laughs) And boy, am I the best boss ever. Yeah. I just let myself do whatever it is Mm -hmm. I want to do. And I have the best um, work culture yeah. At my home mm-hmm. with my pets. <laughs> and um, yeah, really great co- co-working space with them. Mm-hmm. We share well. Um, they don't complain about, you know, anything about mm-hmm. me. They just do whatever I say. Oh, they listen to you like that. Huh? Well, most of <laughs> the time. Yeah. They love me. We have naps and cuddles. Mm. Well, you're so lovable and cuddleable. Yeah, yeah that's me. I get yep. that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> you're like a little teddy bear. Yeah, that's me. More like Ted. <laughs> what? Ted the teddy bear. A little raunchy. Oh, like the movie. Okay, yeah. I never saw it. I was oh, like, you've not I seen blanked. Ted? That's yeah. weird. I thought for sure you Is would it weird? Have. I don't know. You like movies and I do like movies. It definitely wasn't in my demographic of movie. I was not the target audience for that one. Mm, I don't really think I was either, to be honest. I don't know who was. Well, first I was going to say I don't know who was, but I do know who it was. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. It's not even one of people. us. Yeah, them, the other people, the other others. I don't want to. I don't want to get us off track too much, but I'm actually really curious now. What sort of demographic are you for films? Well, if you know, you know. I don't know. That's why I asked. <laughs> well, I. I guess what is what is your favorite kind of film? Is what I'm asking. Mm. Well, I love. Um, thrillers and like suspenseful and horror movies oh probably might yes i love that is shocking true crime that's super shock i guess i knew the true crime thing yeah Mm. i'm a very morbid dark person so i prefer to watch morbid dark shit um but also i love movies with black people so if there's like at least 50 to 100% black cast i'm all about it Mm. ted i don't even know if there were any black people in that movie I want to say no off the top of my head, but I haven't. That's been a long time. Since there really I've should be it. like some kind of Bechdel test, you know, but for black actors. Mm-hmm. Well, I just learned you know about I mean? that test uh, a couple of weeks ago. Tell us what it is, because I had no idea. You didn't know what the Bechdel test was. Not yeah. until so you mentioned it. Um, Alison Bechdel is this feminist author and um, cartoonist, um, and she wrote this um, comic strip that basically. Um, these two women are talking, they're about to go to the movie theater, and she says, I have this test 
um, about movies to determine if I'm going to go see them or not, <clears throat> or if they're good or whatever, if they pass this test. And the test is a couple of things. I think it's um, that there's a, a fully, you know, realized female character um, who has like her own storyline or whatever. Um, I think the second part of the test is that she has another a conversation with another woman that doesn't have anything to do with any of the men mm. in the story. Mm-hmm. So it's like, are women in this story <laughs> complete characters <laughs> outside of you know their men, the male counterpart right. parts? You know, the male um, co-actors or co you know characters. Mm. So. Like, what's the connection? Do women always have to have a connection to a man in order to have, you know, importance in the storyline? Yes. You know? If we've learned anything yeah. from our world, the answer is they do. Right. Well, I mean, a lot of movies fail this test. I'm not surprised. Hard fail. I think Ted would fail. Yeah. Well, probably. But even in the black movies, I mean, you know, women yeah. are so very tied to men. Right. However, at least they're black. Patriarchy. <laughs> yeah. We love that. Love it. I did mm. Google this really quickly, and apparently there's something called the Griot test. Oh. Which is how to tell when black characters matter in movies. Okay. So it's not just how many black people are in it, but also how are they represented. How sure. can we tell? Yeah. What, are, what is this test? So it's uh, the criteria is... Uh, one, the major black characters are not simply vehicles for white people to learn important lessons. Mm. Well, mm-hmm. no movie matters then. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, they refer to that as the, the uh, apparently, quote, magical Negro characters. It's a trope. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and then, two, the black characters should not be the film's symbols of evil. Uh, three, if black history is critical to the storyline, the story should be told through black eyes. Mm. Mm-hmm. Four, all black characters should be free, um, obviously, depending on the story that you're telling specifically. And then um, five, there are no black bodies going through extreme trauma at the hands of cops or racists. That's what they put. Well, wow. Again, kind of unless unless that film is designed specifically to tell that story. To that story. Yeah. yeah. How fascinating. Mm-hmm. I will have to watch movies with that new um, bout of information on right. my sleeve from I mean, on. I feel like there's so many movies that just play into tropes, right? Yes. And so many, like, characters that are just used, you know, to further um, the main character's, you know, story. And these mm-hmm. main characters usually are white and cis and hetero mm-hmm. and male. Mm-hmm. You know, like I think about like how people lost their ever loving minds when it was revealed that the main character of the last three Star Wars films would be a woman. Mm-hmm. People lost their fucking minds. They're like, oh, my God, the liberals are at it again, you know, and it's like as if Star Wars was an actual like historical right. moment in time <laughs> that is being portrayed inaccurately. Right. Or exactly. Something. Yeah. This is a very strange world we live in. It is. It's very um, it's, uh, complicated. That's a nice word for it. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> What's been going on with you, boo? Oh, nothing. Um, work. Yoga. I've been working out. Yeah, how's that? Um, ugh, I hate it. I mean, I hate it everything suck, about it. Like in the moment, but don't you feel good about yourself after you get a good workout in? Um. 
Yeah, I guess there's a sense of like accomplishment or something in it, but I, I haven't really seen many of the um, rewards yet. Well, it's you been know, the progress. Two you know, it's been weeks. slow. It has been like a month and a half. Oh, okay. Thank you. <laughs> I was like, well. <laughs> 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 Might have to give it a little more time. Right. I just, I don't know if I like gym spaces very much. I was, I feel very self-conscious and mm. like awkward. Well, you know, like, mm. we've been trying to get you to come to Tire Train. I know. Amanda, I'm coming. I, I would love to see this. <laughs> I would love to see it. It would be great. Except here's the deal is that I bartend, right? And so I don't get off work until... Like midnight, you know, or get home, and then I can't go to bed until like one or two because I just finished work, you know. We've Gotta let your brain about that down. you don't need sleep. You'll right, be fine. I'll sleep when I'm dead. You're Suck right. Suck it yeah. up. <laughs> Quit Grow with the excuse. Up. Yeah. Right. Well, I feel like tire trained does take that um, that air of um, self doubt out of the gym atmosphere because mm, there's mm-hmm. just no one watching you. I mean, there's people there <clears throat> they are watching you, but they're not really watching you. I've thought about getting like a personal trainer just because I want to have a sense of like knowing what I'm doing. Yeah. You know, and that's the, that's a big part of it is I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I like go to a machine and I'm like, okay, I have to like read the instructions about like how to do this. Right. Yeah. Um, which is always just, it's fine, you know, most of the time, but like today I went in and I just, I think I just did cardio for like 30 minutes. I was like, mm, okay, now I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to do anything else. I do like having access to a resource, whether yeah. I have questions on form or mm-hmm. nutrition or honestly, just like a anything. plan would yeah. be great. You yeah. know, and I think that's part of the reason why I start. I went to yoga teacher training because I wanted to know just how to do it, you mm-hmm. know, without feeling like. I, you know, I felt awkward in my body mm. when I was doing yoga before. You know, am I doing this right? What's the form? And then after the teacher training, it was like, yeah, you're doing it fine, babe. Just calm down. Right. <laughs> Get out of your head, you know? Mm-hmm. So. Mm, I feel that. You could always get the app. Amanda has an app. app. Oh. Oh. Yeah. How much we, is the app? It's, Fourteen ninety nine a month. It's a steal of a deal. And I am not advertising for tire train here. I just happened to know because I was just charged the other day. This for isn't my a sponsored episode. No, it's not. But Amanda, if you want a it sponsor, could be. then I will take it. Right. Uh, but yeah, I like it because she has the exact same workouts that we do mm. every day. I love that. Yeah, it's great. So think about it. You can I will have think about it. Amanda in your eye holes. I actually I would love that. She's, I know. Yeah, she's, she's a, great. She is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, inspirational. Um, one thing I've also been thinking about, and another thing that uh, you know, February is all about is Black History. Black History Month. Black History Month. It's my favorite month of the whole entire year. I know. I'm I glad know we don't is. have to make segment intros for this show because you just sing them. <laughs> <laughs> We're we here are for the it. Intros. Sarah and I are very musical. I'm sure everyone has caught on <laughs> at this point. <laughs> yes. Yeah. How has uh, 2024 been for you? Just Black History the whole month year. Wise. This. Oh. Well, well, I mean, January is a throwaway month anyway, so it is a garbage month. Um. And plus, February is the shortest month, so can't we just include January in that? Just like. Well, we yeah. could if we can celebrate Black History in January. As well, we well. should celebrate Black History all year, but shouldn't we? Yeah, but we don't. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, normally I 
make a big point to acknowledge Black History Month. However, I'm taking a social media sabbatical right now. Mm. So it's really interesting because I'm not seeing anyone celebrate it. Yeah. And I'm not. Well, I feel like I'm trying to talk about it to the people I see, but I'm not really celebrating it in the sense that I'm not sharing anything. Mm. Um, And it's. I know everyone knows it's Black History Month, but no one ever acknowledges it to me or wants to do anything that has to do with black history. Yeah. So it's kind of unfortunate. Mm -hmm. Well, there's no equivalent of like, you know, a parade, you know, for like, you know, Pride Month or whatever. You know what I mean? That there's not really a... um, There's not like a public acknowledgement or celebration where... It feels really like... Off in the distance. It you is. Know? It's, it's like it's a periphery idea. Like yeah. we know that it's there, but we're just gonna leave it there and like it's on the calendar. Right. And so everyone should know. <clears throat> I mean, it's also Martin there's Martin Luther King Jr. Day, which is in February, no. right? No. It's in January. Am I an idiot? On his birthday. Oh, well. See, yeah. My mom has said that same thing. I'm like, God damn it, whites. Come <laughs> on. Like it shows up on your calendar I every year it too. Was. <laughs> For some reason, I thought it was in the last couple weeks, but it was in the last couple weeks in January. Oh, I think it's like the fifteenth. Oh, Jesus! Well, yeah, that was a month ago. Huh? Yeah, but that's mm. all right because I feel like the fact that people think that, but everyone knows when President's Day is. I um, don't. Well, it was yesterday. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Caleb apparently doesn't use calendars. <laughs> I don't know what day it is. Oh, that's so funny. Well, you don't really get like bank holidays or anything like that. No, I don't celebrate holidays. You know what I mean? Like I the amount of times that I've had to work any and all holidays, you Just know, even like the quote you. unquote big ones, like I've had to work on Christmas and New Year's and Easter's and Thanksgivings and you know, every, every single day. Yeah. Even like the ones that like, you know, almost everybody else gets off too, like Memorial Day and Labor Day. It's like not a holiday for Caleb. They well, I feel that. Um, I was talking to my son about President's Day and someone on the radio was like, happy birthday, George Washington. And then, you know, me, I'm all like, oh, I'm bitching. Fuck George Washington. Fuck George Washington. Yep. And Ben is like, what's wrong with George Washington? I said, well, he's rather problematic. He said, isn't every president we've had rather problematic absolutely yes you have learned the ultimate truth at 12 Mm -hmm. yes ben every president that we've ever had has been problematic in some way in fact most people who are influential or leaders Mm -hmm. are problematic well every person on the planet has their own problematic tendencies absolutely but yes the people that we choose to celebrate and acknowledge as a nation they all seem to have problematic truths about them right and Benjamin was like, yeah, you, everything's problematic. Yes, mm-hmm. you can find a problem in everything. However, I really hate that we have to celebrate President's Day in the shortest month that's dedicated to Black History Month. Like you right. guys couldn't have just scooched that along mm-hmm. to Women's Month in March right, or something. <laughs> Let's celebrate more problematic behaviors by all of the male presidents we've had right. in our nation's <clears throat> history. I mean, especially when it comes down to like, you know, race issues, mm-hmm. you know, our presidents have been um, rather uh, awful. Yes, and not just have. problematic, like absolutely awful. Yes. You know, even like Abraham Lincoln, you know, the emancipator quote unquote, was also pretty shitty. Like there's so many things that he wrote he that we can look at and be person. like, ooh, that's gross. You yeah, know? he sucked. They all suck. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Yeah. So I don't know. I I'm trying to remain positive, mm-hmm. but it is sad. So you've said that you've you've been taking a social media break. I have. I had been, and mm-hmm. then I started getting back on social media probably within the last month, month and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, I have not seen as much content or people in my life or even, you know, on the internet, wherever they are, celebrating Black History Month. There's been almost no mention of it. Mm-hmm. Like, Eve, yeah, like I, I feel like I do see a lot because my algorithm is pretty, you know, it knows me pretty well and I'm into these kinds of things. Right. I haven't seen almost shit, like jack shit. Like nothing. I've seen from a couple activists that I follow that they're like over it just because it doesn't seem to mean much, mm-hmm. um, which I can I can definitely see that. However, I hate that for us. Sure. Um, and then I think a lot of the activists I follow are very focused on what's going on in Gaza. Yeah. So they are kind of just choosing to continue to use their platform for that mm-hmm. and not maybe focus just solely on black history month um and i've seen a little bit when i've hopped on intermittently but i love to use this month to make the racists super uncomfortable mm, tell That's me about like that my goal in life <laughs> like i just want to post all the shit that every other day they could be like this seems like sarah is on she's teetering on the edge of offensive to me as a karen um and yes, well, everything is is offensive to Karen. I know, right? you know, but I love saying shit. Like, there's this one meme that I saw or meme, but it was a post that someone had made, and it talks about the fact that, like, you know, the country better be grateful that all black people want is equality and not revenge. Right. And I think about that a lot mm-hmm. because I'm like, yeah, what would that look like for our country if we wanted revenge? That would not be good. It'd be extremely detrimental. Mm. And uh, you guys better be glad that we're not getting our reparations, I guess, is all there is to say there. Well, yeah, I I guess that's a really important part of this whole thing, too, is reparations. What is that? I mean, what's your stance on that? I mean, I think it would be really exciting for black people to somehow be compensated for the terrible shit that their ancestors were put through. Mm -hmm. And to be fair, the conditions that still exist for many black people today, I don't know what that would look like. Um, I don't. And honestly, I don't have not done enough research to know any places that have found like a sustainable and fair way to give reparations Mm. um but it would be really neat yeah i feel like the conversation comes up every once in a while and i'm always interested by the way to um execute it i agree i have heard it come up and i know that some places are trying to do certain things to like donate land back Mm -hmm. or to give money but i again have not done enough research to really understand i think part of it for me is you know, our last conversation with Mari was so fascinating and it kind of brought up to me this idea of, you know, the promises that were given to the black community, you know, after emancipation, like, you know, you can have this much land and a donkey or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then throughout, you know, the next 200, 300 years, any of the opportunities that um, 
you know, African-Americans um, had, had created for themselves were taken away, were stolen, were, you know, destroyed, bombed, mm-hmm. set on fire, you know, uh, the whole communities were chased away, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, just uh, terrorism. Yeah. Like terrorism enacted by the white um, society. And then the government just turns a blind eye to it, you know? So the history of um, oppression is so, you know, deep. Mm-hmm. And the legacy of, you know, those traumas, runs so deep and it continues on to this day you know in ways that we don't want to acknowledge mm-hmm. right um well when i think about the things that were promised um i look at the things that may have been said or the things that <clears throat> were promised to enslaved people uh and then you know on the other hand they're were actual laws and policies enacted and put in place so that everything that was said couldn't ever manifest so it was like Mm. although they said these things there was no they knew that it was going to be nearly impossible for blacks to ever obtain them Mm. especially in places like the south or you know how are you going to say okay well now we've signed the emancipation proclamation but not tell people that it's been signed right so it's like yeah they said a lot of things and then they at the same time put systems in place to make sure those things Mm -hmm. never were able to come into fruition. Yeah. It's a lot of false promises. Yeah. And then like even more so like disenfranchisement, you know, and a continual robbing of, you know, not just that person's future, but the future of their children, you Mm -hmm. know, the children's children, which I think is what, why I brought up Mari, you know, Mm -hmm. and her experience of like, you know, access to land or the knowledge of what farming looks like, you know, and all these things like they compound, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like trauma with compound interest, you know, it just continues on and robs people and generations of, of knowledge and of access and of opportunities it does. And I feel like one thing that's been really important to me in the past couple of years, especially with this whole racial awakening that um, our country has been in is and fought against. Yes. Is focusing not on the trauma porn <clears throat> side of things, side sure. of things. Um, you can look around and easily find ways that black people are oppressed and hurt mm-hmm. and exploited But I love Black History Month so much because I feel like it's a time to celebrate the good things. And each year there is a theme of Black History Month. Oh, yeah. And they're always really positive and fun. Yeah. And this year the theme is African-Americans and the arts. And it is spanning Mm. the many impacts Black Americans have had on visual arts, music, cultural movements, and more. And I... So... As you guys know, I've been writing letters, handwritten letters to my loved ones. Mm-hmm. I've received a few. Yes, you have. And I was really lazy and meant to write a New Year's letter and I didn't. But I wrote a letter for Black History Month because this is the start of my own year. Mm-hmm. And I have to send it out. But after I read it, I was like this, like I told you, it's a blog entry. This is not a letter that anyone <laughs> wants to receive. But I get so nostalgic, like thinking about... um my own life and how black artists have impacted me and what my life would look like if I didn't 
have these experiences. Mm. And I just get really emotional because in my letter, which you'll one day receive, I wrote about the first time I heard rap music. And I remember the album. It was Dr. Dre's The Chronic 2001. Mm. I remember exactly where I was. I was on the bus and I was listening to my little Asian friend, Philip's uh, Sony Walkman. <laughs> and he was like holding it steady. The as rowbag. Yeah. As we like went over the bumps and yeah, he was like, you have to hear this. <laughs> and I had my little headphones on with the little foam oh over the God, ears. Oh my God, yes. Those were so uncomfortable. I know. <laughs> and I heard, forgot about Dre. And I was like, what the fuck is this? And I think I was in like fourth or fifth grade. And it changed the whole trajectory of like my musical interests. I am a rap head. I love rap. I love hip hop. Mm -hmm. And pretty much like the more vulgar and explicit and violent, the better for me. Mm -hmm. I don't like like the R&B rap. I like bars. I want to hear what you start saying. I want to talk about fucking hoes and (laughs) (laughs) slanging drugs and making crack. Like that's what I want to fucking listen to. So listening to this album, I was like, oh my God, this is so good. It's like poetry. um, But they're really emotional and they're getting like all of their shit out. Mm -hmm. And ever since then, like I have loved rap music and i just have thought about all of the artists that i've discovered in my life and all the albums i've listened to mm. and all of my opinions i w- i could talk rap forever it's just like a passion and i'm like what would my life be like if i didn't have rap music mm-hmm. tupac <laughs> oh my god it would suck yeah i mean i think the the impact of uh black people and african americans on music is vast, right? Well, yeah. If it's it weren't like, for that, there would be no blues. There'd be no no there'd country. Be no country. There'd be no pop. Right. There would be nothing. It's mm-hmm. just it is all you know. It all comes down to us. So, have you listened to Beyonce's new songs? I have. You have. And you know, I <laughs> this might not be one of the most popular things I've ever said. Oh God, hot take. I watch controversial. Out everybody. Controversial. Here we go. Um, I like Beyonce as a human. I can, I like Solange better as an artist. Yeah, that's so if fair. I had to pick a sister with, um, whom's whom with whose Whomst? music, I resonate with more. It's sure. Solange for me. I love Solange Knowles, but that doesn't take away from what Beyonce is doing. I think that so, she's getting to her little roots, and everyone's yeah. like, "Oh my God, she's country." I'm like, "Bitch, she's from Houston. She, she's been country." Yes. What are you talking about. If you are live, I think if you're born and raised in Houston, Texas, you're automatically just country. That's south. And yeah, you <laughs> that's where you grow up. It's your right. culture. And I listened to like the songs, Solange's last album or her first album, um, When I Get Home, was mm. an homage to Houston. And wow. the culture and the music and the artists. So I'm mm-hmm. like, well, yeah, Beyonce's now doing what her sister did seven years ago. And I just think it's funny to see everyone's reactions. I don't personally love the songs, but I am catching the vibe. Yeah. I mean, like, I just even remember when Formation came out from Lemonade, Mm -hmm. you know, and that felt like Beyonce's take on some kind of like very country themes, you know, and it was very New Orleans, very, you know. Yeah, and it's like HBCU, um, like drum line, very celebratory of black culture. Sure. 
And I think it's funny that, you know, someone like Beyonce can do this and the white people get excited. It's like hiding vegetables in a child's <laughs> meal. It's like your kid doesn't know they're eating healthy food, but yeah. they're getting it. That's what I feel like Beyonce's sure like, what her impact is able to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the whites don't realize that they're celebrating black culture mm -hmm. when they listen to her music. Sure. But they love it. They yeah. eat it up. Mm -hmm. And I guess I don't really care how you're going to do it. How you're going to get it. Just but you're getting take it. take it. Yeah. You're getting your daily dose. Yeah. Your daily <laughs> dose of black. So I'm for it. I love it. Yeah. That's incredible. It is. Yeah. I've just been nostalgic over black shit mm -hmm. lately. I also, <clears throat> in 2020, really looked at where I was spending my resources whether it be money time energy effort and i totally flipped everything to make sure that first and foremost it was spent on and towards and with people of color mm -hmm. so i bet i read 97 percent specifically black authors at mm -hmm. this point every book i've read for the past three years i bet 97 percent of them have been by black authors wow um, which totally changes. It just, I love black people so much. Mm -hmm. And it's just so crazy how we're not represented anywhere. And when you make a conscious shift like that, everything feels so different. And it's very intentional what I'm doing, but I love my little world that I'm creating. Yeah, I definitely feel like, you know, it's not that you that black people aren't represented, they're underrepresented, right? And like it feels like it's a, a harder dig to find mm -hmm. the the black authors, the um the musicians, the whatever, you know, that there's like this level of it still being like a subculture mm -hmm. that um you have to dig really hard for. Mm -hmm. It's not just out there. Well, you know and I mean? thinking about that test Logan just shared with us, like um, one of the points was having a black person exist. I don't remember exactly what he said, but um, like to not serve a, a white person, mm. or not be part mm -hmm. of a lesson for white people. Right, not to be like a token or a yeah. trope or whatever. And it's yeah. oftentimes when we do see black people in movies, they die first or mm -hmm. they're there so that a white person can learn a lesson. Mm -hmm. And it's like, we are not, we are so much more than these three things that the media portrays us as. Like mm. our identities are vast and they have always been this way. And I think... I wish more people would put some fucking intention behind the shit they consume. Um, because I've also been like that about queer artists. Like yeah. I've tried to read more books by queer authors. Cause I don't know what that experience is like, Right. but not only do I realize, Oh my God, we have more in common than I thought. I really value those stories and mm -hmm. they have a place in my own life, even as a cis hetero person. And I feel like black stories are the same thing. And yeah, you know, when you realize or remember that black people literally built this nation, um, we need to center their stories more often because they're important. I agree with that. Yeah. I could just be on my little soapbox. I love forever. the soapbox. I, I love it here, too. I think it's really important that we have this, you know, discussion. I think that you, you know, let us know what's going on. Yeah. If, you know, <clears throat> if you could say one thing to your white friends and family. Um, just one thing? just one thing yeah or a couple things whatever it doesn't matter um what do you wish that they would do on black history month 
I mean, I wish they would take this time to learn and educate themselves and do some research and research past like the five historical black figures that are known. Like, I don't want to hear about Malcolm X or Harriet Tubman or fucking Martin Luther King. I want you to like pick someone that you know nothing about and go learn about them or Mm. pick a specific movement. Um, I'm reading this book, which I've told you about called a Renaissance of our own by Rachel Cargill. Oh yeah. Really like that book. But in it, she talks about when she started learning about feminism and she got super into feminism and she realized it was a really important and great movement only to then be called out by a lot of black people saying she was like misinformed um, and whitewashing the feminist movement. Sure. And you know, they're, this is off task, but the feminist movement was not made for black women. It was made Mm -hmm. and centered white women. But when you look at all of the work that black women were doing too, um, for women, because they knew that women as a whole had to get ahead for them to get ahead. Then I'm like, Oh my God, I don't know. There's just so much that we don't, we don't know because no one wants us to know. Um, the people that are creating curriculums for the masses to learn are not centering these stories. Um, you're missing a lot of history. I feel like I grew up in a pretty, uh, conservative community and I, you know, having grown up, I, when I was going through it, I don't think that I would have said that my school or the curriculum was racist. Mm Mm-hmm. Looking back, I would absolutely say that it was racist by omission. Mm-hmm. You know, that there was not very much attention paid to the history of black people mm-hmm. in this country, especially, you know, when it comes to American history. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's even more, you know, been a hot button issue over the past couple of years, you know, with people talking about critical race theory without even knowing what the hell that even is, mm-hmm. you know, and the ways that I still feel like the conservative, you know, governments of the, of, you know, the states, uh, are continuously trying to, um, scare, you know, the white population into saying that like the teacher is going to teach this racist curriculum and blah, 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 blah. They're going to make your white children feel bad about being white, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Well, bitch. <laughs> If you fucking feel bad, then you must need to feel bad. Right. It might be part of your problem. It might the fact be. That like, yeah. And I feel like there's nothing wrong with being ashamed um, or embarrassed of the behaviors of people in the past. Mm. That doesn't mm-hmm. mean that you're accepting accountability for what someone you've never even met <laughs> in your family tree did. But I think it yeah. means that you're acknowledging that it happened. Yeah. And I think trying to ignore that it happened is insane. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah, it's not accepting what the past was. Right. You know what I mean? And you can't come to terms with the past if you don't know what happened in the past. Exactly. And I think, yeah, no, in my own experience, I didn't know anything Mm -hmm. really about, you know, uh, black history at all. Um, I did this year uh, sign up for the um, Equal Justice Initiatives. Um, It's like a daily newsletter that they send you in your email and they tell you one history or one fact of, um, you know, uh, one issue in black history every day, like on this day in black history, this happened. It's actually quite brutal. 
yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> it's uh and like you were talking about trauma porn and i don't want to get super into it you know but it, there is a lot of you know oppression and a lot of violence in the history and it's like every day of the year is like one thing after another and some of these things happened very recently yes so it's it's a lot but you know lot. it's part of like learning history well, and if you having facts, if you, you know? don't know your history, you're bound to repeat it. Exactly. So it's really important that we acknowledge what happened, mm-hmm. so we can be sure that we're not doing these things again totally. or still. Mm-hmm. I was reading something. I'm gonna have to like. We need almost like a library of these references that we're always citing for mm-hmm. people to go look at themselves. But they were talking about how even like you know, 70 years ago, 50 years ago, um, there were public lynchings Mm -hmm. and people would picnic under dead bodies and take photos and like, I don't know what they would do with them, but that's disgusting. Yeah. And I just get really sad when I look at my kids and think like, this is a world that you could have inhabited. Mm -hmm. Like if it wasn't for the people that had the courage to speak up and work really, really hard and still, you know, public lynchings is a fear. We see that shit in the street all the time. Mm-hmm. George it's, Floyd. Yes, I mean, it's like, just now called police brutality. Right. It just has a different name. It does. But it's the same concept. Mm-hmm. It's a public killing. Mm-hmm. You know? It is. And I th- am just grateful for opportunities like Black History Month where we can, I don't know, kind of agree as a community to like try and focus on some of the more positive aspects. Sure. Draw attention to celebrating mm-hmm. black culture, yeah. black history. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking about friends I've had growing up, particularly white friends, due to this place that we live, <laughs> and how one of the things that used to just bother the shit out of me is when my white friends would be like, well, you're not black because... You speak so eloquently or you have white parents. And I'm like, well, first of all, I didn't choose either one of those things. I happened to grow up in Iowa where everyone speaks with this very beige accent and we pronounce all of our syllables to go on and become newscasters one day. And I didn't choose to be adopted by white people. But these white friends also, you know, would go to school fucking discover a hip-hop cd like play that shit out say the n-word in front of me refuse to date white people only date black people and i was thinking about one girl in particular who like went on to marry a nice white jewish man and i'm like yeah you got the fuck away from black culture as soon as like it wasn't cool anymore Mm -hmm. to you yeah but there's black people that live in fear of what being black and a part of our culture will do. Mm-hmm. And it's just must be nice to fucking pick and choose. Did you um, see or hear about anything from uh, the movie American Fiction? I don't think so. <laughs> I know so. movies really aren't your thing. No? Well, um, yeah, you've told me movies really aren't your no, thing. No, I'm not a movie watcher. Right. Um, but American Fiction uh, is nominated for Best Film in the Oscars this year. And it's something that I had been meaning to see. Um, but it's about this African-American author um, who feels like he has to tokenize himself in order to get any 
sales. Mm. So um, it's really fascinating. Issa Rae? Yeah. I love her. And I love the trailer too. And we're actually watching a little bit of it right now, but it just makes white people look real dumb. I love anything. <laughs> like really that does stupid, that. where they're like, oh, I don't even know. I can't remember any of the lines from the trailer, but it's one of the movies that I really wanted to see. And I was like, man, this looks really good. Have you seen it? No, it's on my list. Okay. Well, I think it still might be in together. theaters here, but I think it's on Prime. Is it? Yeah. I just got Prime. So hooray. Oh my God. Yeah. Ah! We can I'll have a watch check. party because mm-hmm. I have Prime. I would watch it. That would be good. We should do that together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I. I'm always just fascinated at the world, mm-hmm. but I'm grateful to be black. And um, what's your favorite thing about being black? Oh my gosh, there's so many things. Um, <laughs> I love that I don't get as pale as you guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, that's obviously extremely superficial, but we have the best culture. It's so fun. Mm-hmm. I don't know, and we have inside jokes as entire cultures of humans and i think it's like a private party almost all the time and i love it i don't know it's just so great we're beautiful we're fucking smart we're talented we're progressive um we're just amazing and i think it's so courageous to live authentic lives Mm -hmm. and i love that we're doing that more and more as people and that it's becoming more celebrated and acknowledged. Mm -hmm. And I just think I wrote in my letter, my blog post (laughs) that I just get really excited and touched by people who choose to be black storytellers in whatever medium that is. Mm -hmm. And how much harder that path is, but how necessary and God, what the fuck would my life be like if it didn't exist? It'd be so yeah. sad. Mm-hmm. Um, I had another question for you. Um, you said that the like in the last year, a couple of years, that 90% of the books that you've been reading have been by black authors. Mm-hmm. What have been some of your favorites? Well, I loved that memorial. And I cannot, now I can't think of who it's by. Um, but that was written by a black queer man. That was really good because it centered um, a relationship with two gay men, which I have no insight in. But also, I love. I love. <laughs> I, I love that you love gay porn I lo- too. Well, I, <laughs> I'm a true ally. Right, in yes, case you anyone are. ever was wondering, it's called Memorial. Yes, it's <laughs> Brian Washington. It has an orange cover. Mm. Um. But, oh yeah, Brian Washington. Yeah, yep. I loved that book. It was really good because mm-hmm. it was very family centered, and one of the partners was uh, Japanese, and the other one was black. So oh I yeah, was, you told me about this. Yeah, book. I was yeah. getting you know both sides. I also liked Night Crawling. That's one of my favorite books. I love all Bell Hooks books. Mm, I read Bell Hooks this year. You did? I read All About Love. I love that book. Yes. Yeah, it's a good one. Um, oh, God. Night Crawling by Layla. Motley? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That was one of the ones. um, Why Fathers Cry at Night. That was really good by Kwame Alexander. Um, He's got another book out I want to read. I've been really into black poetry. I just, I want to read 
because I love reading. Mm-hmm. I want to read as much shit as I can. Yeah. I'm reading has definitely been in. a thing for me too. So mm. I'm excited about looking into some of these books. Yeah. Yeah. What's your favorite part of black culture as a white man? Hmm. I think for me, you know, I have pretty limited experience with black culture because I'm not black. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so a lot of it has been through, you know, you. Um, and I think like the times that I've, you know, spent time with you and your community, like your friends, the people that you, you know, spend time with, I would say, you know, on the inside, it's the, it's like, Black joy is a very specific kind of joy, you know, that I feel like there's a very specific experience of like, um, I don't know, the laughter and the music and all of it coming together. Do you know what I mean? Mm. It's like, it's, it's a, it's a whole experience, you know, mm-hmm. and I feel lucky that in some way, you know, I've been invited to the to barbecue, the yeah, to the cookout. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's wonderful to be a part of, I think in a lot of ways. And I think that there's, um, a kind of um, familial, mm-hmm. like a familial nature to it all, that there's like this, you know, brotherhood and sisterhood, that there's like a family nature of mm-hmm. the friendships, you know, that I don't really feel like I see a lot of in in white culture. Um, I feel like that's very um, astute of you to notice. Yeah. And I'm impressed. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> you passed. You can come to another cookout. No, but it is. It's just like it's family. You yeah, know? it is. Mm-hmm. As you were saying that, I was also thinking I love that I get to participate in black love. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I love love. As you know, I'm yeah. like a lifetime movie star. Yeah. I'm a hopeless romantic. <laughs> in a Hallmark movie. Yes, <laughs> I, I am that. But So it's the Hallmark movies and the horror movies. Yes. Yes. Get you a girl who can do both. Yes. I can love you and then slit your throat in the same breath. I'm waiting for the day, honestly. Well, I wouldn't do that to you. (laughs) But I, yes, I like both. Both extremes. Um, But I just love being a part of black love. It's so special and it's so different than other forms of love. And I think I'm thinking romantically but also in my friendships Mm -hmm. there is a deeper sense of familial bonding or recognition i love that i can turn to a black person if i just have a microaggression or experience a racist moment and look at them and they can look at me and we both know what we're saying Mm -hmm. um i love black men so fucking much they're my favorite out of all the men on the planet they're just so great. And I feel like they're doing so much work collectively to prioritize friendship, prioritize joy, mm. um, to heal yeah. and be more open because society really does not encourage that from black men particularly. I feel like it's super hard for men mm. um, to have all of those things and to feel <laughs> yeah, secure. Totally. But for black men, it's even harder. Yeah, um, I love the conversations I have with my black friends, with black men. It's just so great. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I love raising black kids too. They're mm-hmm. so cute. They are so cute. And spirited and innocent. And then I feel like the shittiest mom when I have to tell them that everyone they like is problematic <laughs> and ruin their lives. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, despite all of the fear that I face of raising black children, it's pretty great. Yeah. Yeah. I just love it. I think, um, you know... Have you? I've been listening to a lot of black musicians recently, mm. um, and I'm kind of in love with Danielle Ponder. Okay, I have, have you no heard idea her? Who that okay, is. she's great. Okay, um, and uh, yeah, I don't know. I think yeah, music has been great. I've been thinking about the theme of Black History Month, and that's definitely been coming up for me a lot. Danielle Ponder is great. Yeah, look at her. Ooh. Yes. She's cute. She's cute. And she's got a powerful voice. Um, Yeah. I'm also very excited that. um, What is. Oh, my God. Now I'm blanking on her name. The actress who's going to be. In. Oh, my God. Wicked. Oh, shit. I just saw. uh, And she was in the color purple. She's been on Broadway. Yeah, god damn it. I just saw the um, trailer for this the other day. And it's Ariana, Ariana Grande. Cynthia Erivo. Yes. yes. Thank you. Yes. Ugh. I, I just love it. Yeah. I'm excited. There's so much to be excited stuff. about mm-hmm. um, and to celebrate mm-hmm. right now. So I've been loving John Baptiste. Oh, yes. Do you like him? Mm-hmm. He is so... He's fine. Fuck yeah, he's so <laughs> hot. And he's so talented. <laughs> and like because I love music, he is like the type of musician I love. Like mm. he composes, he mm-hmm. plays, he does he everything. Sings. Yeah. Oh, he produces. He does everything. <clears throat> yeah, and not all not all the songs sound the same. You know, like no. it's just like he's he's really kind of stretching his, you know, he's, he's pushing flexing, boundaries. You know, yeah, for sure. And I watched his documentary on Netflix. Okay. Um, and it was it documents him like creating a symphony. I think it's called the American symphony. Okay. Um, but he also, it documents his relationship with his wife who's Arabic, who oh, wow. um, has cancer. Oh and shit. I'm like, oh my God. I know it's, it'll make you cry. Okay. Well, but it's a good one. <laughs> I might be crying right now. So he's my, he's my crush right now. Mm. Fucking love him. There oh, yeah. he is. Oh, he's, and I love how he dresses. Yeah. Like black men are just out here fucking doing the damn thing what do they call it now drip the riz no (laughs) (laughs) that is what they call it okay thank you (laughs) well i don't know who they is Uh, the kids these days yeah zayla uses the term riz i don't know if anyone uses drip anymore really i feel like okay yeah sure maybe I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I found a really weird corner of TikTok. <laughs> I think I, as soon as we figured out what Riz was, it they stopped using not, it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, that's not it. Yeah. The kind of person that I am found out what Riz is and it's like, oh, automatically not cool anymore. Yeah. yeah. I really hate that word. Yeah, that's fair. And I feel like kids of this nature or this age don't remember the word jizz. And every time I hear Riz... I think jizz. Okay, yeah. I that's where my mind goes, so that's why I'm not a fan. <laughs> so you're just constantly being assaulted. Yes. But. I didn't realize that jizz was a word I hadn't heard in a long time until you said it just now. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, oh yeah, that's not I really gasped. a thing. <laughs> 
I know it's a really gross word. <sighs> I know. Yeah. Ew. But ew. It, it was popular when uh, I was a youngster. Mm-hmm. So that's all I hear when I hear Riz. Every time Azalea says Riz, I'm like, God, it's Riz, not Jizz. <laughs> ah, she's not talking about cum. She's talking about she better charisma. Not be. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, it'll... I'm sure only be a matter of fucking oh time. Oh my god, the kids grow up too fast. They really do. Yeah. Um, but I just want everyone to go celebrate Black History Month. Yeah. Learn a fact. Learn a factoid. Share it to share with your with your racist neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the way? <laughs> That's the way. And if everyone could just like. Go piss off a racist today. Yes. Yeah. Slap the shit out of them. Absolutely. Could be with your hand. Could be with information. I don't some, care. Yeah, some factoid about black Assault history. Them. Yeah. Make them extremely <laughs> uncomfortable. This is the American way. It is. <laughs> it is. And then go find your one token black friend out there and give them a big hug. And they'll <laughs> love that. <laughs> Just kidding. They won't. <laughs> Yikes. Yikes. I know. <laughs> But it is a good month. So yeah. people that I love, be on the lookout for my letter where I tell mm. you all the other things I love so much about Black History Month. I'm going to be waiting by the uh, by my mailbox. <laughs> yeah. Be for the waiting. postman. Yep. Twiddling my thumbs. Yep. Yeah. Good. I hope so. Okay. And I think it's important, too, like you said, that we continue to learn about the ways that all marginalized communities are oppressed. And thinking totally. about our conversation with Mari... Um, you know, oppression doesn't live in like the three areas we're maybe familiar with or always looking for. It right. exists in really covert ways in everywhere. Ways, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of these things are, I'd say, more micro. Uh, they're sure. not things that you notice or things that you maybe pay attention to. Mm-hmm. So just don't let your privilege blind you. Totally. Mm-hmm. Learn, learn what a micro um, aggression is. Yeah. Do yourself a favor. Yeah. Start being better. Be better. Be better. Think critically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. That's really all I have to say. Any this... other calls to action, Sarah? <sighs> Gosh, no. Stop being a racist fuck. Just fucking stop. <laughs> Turn the racism off. <laughs> but also, you know, if there's any things that... People want to learn about that maybe we're not touching about, touching on about racism or injustice or marginalized peoples. We want to know. We want to hear it. Mm -hmm. We want to bring you more things that have value um, and give you a takeaway and a call to action. Totally. We want people to be better. Yeah. I want to know what to do. Give me the homework. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And while I really hate using my the shortest month in the calendar year to talk about white people, I do want to say thank you to you <laughs> as my white friend. Because <laughs> you, you really are a true ally. I you love do it. the work. <laughs> and I know that, you know, you you do believe in equality mm. and you make me feel very seen as a black person. And I appreciate that. Listen, it feels like the bare minimum actually, but here's the deal. I love you with my whole heart. Thanks. So even when I'm going on my little tangents about hating the whites, you're still right there. Yeah. Well, I hate the whites too. I know. I love that about you. <laughs> That's one of the things we bond over. <laughs> no, I don't hate white people, but I appreciate that uh, you understand where I'm coming from Mm -hmm. and that you want to learn more. Absolutely. We need more of you out there in the world. Thanks. So allies, time to fucking step it up. Yeah. 
Get it together. Yeah. If you're only an ally in private, you're not an ally. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Facts. Facts, bitch. Mm-hmm. You need to be on a podcast where we can play it back <laughs> and hold you accountable. Exactly. Okay. Well, is there anything else you have for us, Sarah? No. That's it. Go out there and celebrate a black person today. <laughs> yeah, celebrate a black person. <laughs> and also, please uh, like, comment, share, review this wonderful episode and all of our other wonderful episodes. Yeah. Yeah. It helps the Listen, algorithm. If you give us a five star review, I'll give you a kiss on the mouth. I was wondering what you were going to provide for that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know where we were headed. Yeah. You just got to, you know, screenshot it, show it to me. I'll give you a kiss on the mouth. There you go. You're welcome. Okay, cool. We got one more review (laughs) since last week. Or rating, I noticed. So thank you. I appreciate you. Mm. Support a black person by reviewing our podcast. There you go. (laughs) Until next time, we love you. Love you. Happy Black History Month! Woo, woo, woo!